Welcome back to the Born Broke Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. I'm Anthony, real estate broker and entrepreneur. I hate you for doing it like that. <laughs> I hate him so much. Uh, <laughs> Dante, uh, student. I work full time for Amazon, and um, I mean, I, if you want, if you want to get into, I guess what I want, what I'm, what I'm going for, uh, going to college for. I'm currently going to study psychology, and um, I also be getting into like um, real estate and stuff later in my life. But currently, that's like my my you know my goal. And we're both podcast hosts. Mm -hmm. Okay, today we have a very special guest. She was a teacher, then a tutor, then earned a PhD in counseling psychology. And now she's a life coach and owns her own business called Potentialocity. This woman has lived five lives. Please welcome to the show, <laughs> Angela Schmidt. All right. Thank you. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. I'm doing very well. Oh, yeah. We got to do it with applause. There we go. Oh, thank you there very much. I had, to, I had to get you one of those. So she's a very special guest. <laughs> yeah. Angela and I talked a long time ago. I just kind of messaged you and, you know, asked if you want to be on the podcast because I thought what you do is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But before we get started, you know. Don't, don't eat the mic. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know if you if you saw what I did for the mayor, but I brought you a gift. Oh, thank yes, you. Yes, everybody gets a gift. So <laughs> this book, and yeah. not saying every gift I'm going to give to guests is books, but yeah. this just kind of happens to be this way right now. <laughs> this book's called Change Your Life One Day at a Time. So we'll get into it later, but Angela is a life coach currently. So I figured this is 365 days of like self-improvement, kind of health tips. There's so much stuff in there. Like one of them says, drink water today. And like, there's so many different things in there, like different recipes and stuff like that. So, yeah, so this is for you. Also, everybody at home is probably wondering, oh, well, how is she going to, you know, know where she's at in the book? She doesn't have a bookmark. Well, guess again. <laughs> guess <laughs> guess again. again here. We have, oh, my goodness, would you look at that? It's an Anthony Ramirez real estate. <laughs> I hate him so much. Man. Real estate door hanger <laughs> that is now going to be Angela's bookmark. Or you can put it on your, your bathroom. <laughs> Whatever you want. So yeah, Perfect. this is for you. Perfect. Yeah, Thank welcome you to the show. So much. It's such a great title. Change your life one day at a time because mm -hmm. I think that you guys are evidence that you can change a little thing. Yeah. And it makes a big difference, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The whole idea of just drink water can be change a little thing and it can make a really big difference. Thank you so much. Yeah, of we course. Really appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate yeah. having you on. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, I surprise him. On. <laughs> There's certain things I surprise him on. Just don't even tell him. Just have him, you know, Just have, have him. It there. Yeah. So thank you too, Dante. <laughs> yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah. Um. So before we get into like your your full story, I wanted to know okay. what kind of started you on your self improvement journey, and also how did you start Potentialocity? And then okay. can you can you move the mic just a little bit closer to you? Sure. All right. I think perfect. Birth started me on my self improvement. Journey. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um. What an answer. I, I really do think that. I think that my whole life has been about learning and growing. And I never got to a place where I felt like this is where I stop. Yeah. So I'm 62. Mm -hmm. And um, a good friend of mine and I talk every Monday night about what do we want to be doing next? Mm -hmm. Because we're not stopping. And it's just fun to be thinking about what do I want to do next? Which is very different from I loved how you said I'm studying psychology, and I think I'm going to do this and then this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, it's funny that you introduced me as having five lives. <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't stopped learning and changing mm -hmm. and growing and 
I think that it started at birth, and I think it's going to end at, hmm, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I almost said death, and then I thought, well, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who Maybe knows? there's yeah. more learning and changing after yeah. that. No, yeah. I'm not. Well, you probably have five more lives, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, I feel like I'll be tired then. <laughs> I need a nap forever. <laughs> so I want to I want to go more into the story of how we met. Uh-huh. So you use your social media really well. Oh, so thank you. Anthony reached out to me on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and I don't know Anthony, but we had a lot of yeah. common connections. So I thought, clearly, he isn't just one of those people... Like a random person, a random person uh, like trying, a scam or something. Yeah, yeah, or wants to sell me something. Everybody yeah. wants to help me get clients. But um, so my habit is if somebody looks like somebody in the community that would be fun to be connected to, I could that I could serve. Um, I want to connect with them, but I don't want them to be a stranger. So everybody I have on LinkedIn is somebody I've met. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a message after I connected and said, Let's schedule a time we can meet each other, even if it's just yeah. a phone. So yeah. we had a phone call, and it now lasted here I a am long. Sitting in yeah. your studio, it was a long phone call too. It was like we talked for like thirty minutes. And actually, what's funny is, I don't know if you remember this, but we like organically, the conversation led into like her solving one of my problems. <laughs> it is kind of what I do for a living, yeah. right? And she helped me out a lot, though. So yeah, we appreciate that. Well, how did potentialosity start? Um, so I'm a licensed psychologist, so someday you and I should have a chat about <laughs> yeah. what that mm-hmm. is. Um, I have worked mostly at colleges and universities, and I was working here at the University of Illinois College of Medicine here in town, and um, my parents were aging, and I was spending some time with them, and I had moved back to Rockford. I lived in Rockford a long time, and I had moved back to Rockford because my parents were aging, and I didn't like that I was saying, I can't help you with that. I have to go to work. And so I decided mm. to quit my job mm. and be able to help them with that, whatever that was, driving, going to the grocery store, simple things that are harder to do when you're 82. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided, how do I take what I do and do it as an entrepreneur? So mm-hmm. I said, okay, instead of being a licensed psychologist, I will still be that skill set, but (laughs) I'll use it as a life coach. And so I coach over the phone, so I can coach around doctor's appointments and other needs, Mm -hmm. and um, most of my clients aren't in Rockford. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome, yeah. So I can coach people anywhere. Every once in a while, we Mm -hmm. have to say, what time is it in your time zone when you're going to be calling me? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But... It allowed me to be able to take, I don't want to say take care of, support, support mm-hmm. family while also supporting clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how the business started. Awesome. I like that. So I'm, I'm not saying you are, before I say what I want to say, but like you're kind of like a, a guru a little bit, you know, <laughs> in, yeah. a, in a sense, but without obviously the uh, kind of ceremony, you know, all the extra steps. <laughs> but um, do you feel like um, like the process to get into like the life coach point was like always like destined to happen? Oh, so I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you look at my career journey look back at it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. I was about to say that. But if you had looked at the beginning <laughs> and said, where's she going to end up? The, there were 
so many branches where I took one fork and could have taken another. And I like the forks I took. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was a math teacher. (laughs) I was a math teacher. Yeah. You know, and computer science taught math and computer science. Oh, wow. A long time ago Mm -hmm. when computers still had, you put, you put a little cassette tape in them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I would not have guessed as a math teacher, I would end up as a life coach, partly because I don't think anybody used those words yet. Mm -mm. So my career makes sense looking back at it. I like all the decisions I made. Mm -hmm. I didn't always make them out of fun places. You know, sometimes something tough was happening. Yeah. But, and I would say I'm going to, the guru part, I'm going to talk a little bit about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I approach life coaching with the idea that you have the answers and if i ask you a really good question you will find your answer so my job isn't to give advice although i apparently can't help but do that (laughs) my job is to help you find Mm -hmm. the path you want to take like which fork do you want to take so like on your own like leading the person you know so they can have problem solving skills and things yeah Mm -hmm. because it no matter what age you are, after you're two, you don't really want to do what the other person's telling you to do. Mm. You want to do what you've decided is the, the mm. thing that makes sense, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So I could give you all kinds of homework. And if it's not something you want to do, you're not doing it. Yeah. So if I said, if I said to you, there are a bunch of areas of your life, physical health, mental health, relationships, finances, fun, business or professional. If I said to you, if we were going to work together for an hour, which one of those areas would you want to work on? That's different from saying, I think the thing you need to do is... Oh, I see. Right? I see what you're saying, yeah. So, if you were going to give yourself a one to a five, one being that area of my life is total crap, Mm. and five being... I'm amazing in that area. Mm-hmm. Which ones of these areas would be f- closer to five for you guys? Physical health, mm-hmm. mental health, the environment you live and work in. Mm-hmm. Like if your apartment's crap, it's hard to feel oh, like okay. it. Yeah. It, like, you know, um, your social or f- friendship relationships and family, all kinds of relationships, um, your finances, your work life, your fun. I just made up things, so I'm not sure yeah. what I said. Mm-hmm. But which ones are which ones are like you want to go first? You're doing you really well in Dante. You go first, yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, which one? <laughs> I, which one am I doing well in? Yeah, she's like like so. She's saying scale them one to five. So like your physical, your mental. I don't remember all that, but I, yeah, I, I give you what I I give what I remember. Yeah. What, um, do you, what do you feel like you're really rocking at? I would say, when it comes to relationships, I'm probably a five on that. Finances, I'll say a four. Um, physical, I say a three. Um, You're a five, though. You're a five. <laughs> it. But it's um, his, uh, the, that is I true. That is true. I would have said he's a five too, but it doesn't matter what we vote. Right? Exactly, exactly <laughs> what, what he vote. decides. Yeah. Um, well, dang, man, you're gonna look crazy when you get to a five. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I say. would say, um, let's see. I'm on what uh, two, right? So I would go with. And I would say in terms of um, work, and uh-huh. because I'm not where I want to be, yeah. so I, I, there's a motivational issue, uh-huh. I would say that's a two. And then one would have to be fun. I'm not really 
invested in like a thing. Like I don't, I don't have like a, a go-to kind of like, I don't go out like that. I don't really game that much. I'm not much of a TV person. So I don't really have like a major, mm-hmm. you know, escape for like, what do I enjoy? I would say that's my one. Now, is it a one because you feel like you should be doing something like the society expects you to do something mm-hmm. different or because you are feeling like I'd like to improve that area? I would just I would like just generally like to improve it. Okay. Okay. So if you and I were decided, if you said, hey, I'm going to work with Angie, you might work with me because you call me because you've got a pain. Mm-hmm. Pain. Like, I'm so stressed. I'm not sleeping. Mm-hmm. I heard how much you guys were sleeping. I'm not approving of that. Oh, she, she's <laughs> been watching the pot. And the reason I said <laughs> yeah, I we don't you, sleep. Yeah. I, yeah. So people cause me, call me sometimes because they have a pain, because they're feeling really stressed, because they're feeling really anxious, because they can't make a decision. They're like, I don't know. I have so much going on in my life. I can't, I can't even make that decision. Mm-hmm. Or they call me because they say, you know what? I want to start a new business. And I know that I'm going to need help thinking about how I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Or I want to choose my my career path, and I know I'm going to need help thinking about that. So sometimes they call me to work on a five, mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. want to make it a five plus. Yeah. And sometimes they call me to work on a one, because something in their life just feels like it's really weighing them down. And one of the questions I often ask is, how much are you sleeping? So I had a woman sit down next to me the other day at a networking event. And she said, my doctor told me I, I'm experiencing burnout. And I said, my first question to you is going to be how much you sleep. And she's like, only about four or five hours a night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then my question to her was, is there anything in your life that should be a no, but that you say yes to? Because that's the only way you get more sleep, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get rid of something. Or your brain is too busy and you can't fall asleep. And so you have to get rid of some of the busy yeah. in the brain. And you're mm-hmm. staying up on TV or or going out and drinking or something. Like I see what you mean, yeah. Or I heard you say gaming the other day. And like yeah. one of the things that... See, I've been listening to your podcast. Yeah. One of the things that we do is we usually have a thing. For me, it's TV mm-hmm. or streaming. I have a thing that relaxes me. And it's great for the first 20 minutes, an hour. But at 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm hitting next episode, now we're in a whole different place, right? <laughs> yeah. This should be a no. Mm-hmm. TV, streaming, not a no. But when I take it to where it stopped being productive for me and now is interrupting my sleep. Yeah, that's where it gets to be a problem. Yeah. I'm not always good at the no, but mm-hmm. learning how to say it is a good thing to learn. And if you learn how to say no before you're 30... It's going to help you the whole rest of your life. Oh, that's a great, that was a great, uh, cause, um, I just, there's a entrepreneur named Alex Harmozy and, uh, he's a very famous entrepreneur. And it's funny that you say that about no, because he says that, uh, certain periods of his life, he has gone into a season of no, where he knows he needs to work really hard in this six month span. So he says no to, certain you know non-obligatory family events or certain you know going out to the bars or going out to friends and do he says no to everything and then after that it's over then he says yes to things so it's uh it's Mm -hmm. funny that you say that because they say uh, a lot of the entrepreneurs say one of the most important things is learning how to say no even to yourself yeah uh i wrote a post the other day about fomo 
So yeah. one of the one of my clients said, I think FOMO gets in my way, that whole fear of missing out on something. Yeah. And she says, I say yes to things I don't really want to do, mm-hmm. but I'm afraid it'll be a it'll be a big deal and and then I wasn't there. It's like those are decisions you have to make. And if you can make them ahead of time, you guys might run into this trouble in a year or two mm-hmm. that people are going to ask you to, can you join this? Can you be part of this? You're, you know, can I be on your website? Oh, can I be yeah. on your podcast? So when you get to the point where you have 400 people asking you to be on your podcast, that's exciting. Yeah. But if you have a rule ahead of time, it's not, I like this guy, I don't like this guy, but it's, we only have people who are this and this. Yeah. And then you know that then it's not, oh, it's not about you personally, but mm-hmm. it doesn't fit in our role. Yeah, we actually need, yeah. <laughs> we needed something like that. Oh, because... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, man. Oh, I have had the uh, occasional person come up and say something like, um, yes, we're like self-improvement heavy, but I think we're like, we're like leaning into like this space of like, um, we're getting to the point where we're, we're getting people who aren't exactly in that window in our mold yeah and we're and it's more like we kind of like yes we're we, you know we're interviewing them and they're saying what they have going on with their life and all that and we and we just begun to adjust to like kind of put them in a situation where they talk about improvements they have in their own life in yeah. whatever increments or or like people we, that we think are interesting is yeah. important to us too like we don't want to interview somebody that we have no like kind of common connection with just mm-hmm. to interview them you know so yeah. Well, yeah, because it's just, we honestly, we just look for people who we feel have that. This is what I do to get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which hopefully is everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be cool if everybody were working on getting better? Yeah. It would That'd be it would. amazing. Not everybody feels like they have the energy for that, mm-hmm. but, but you can find it. Yeah, you can always find it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, one of the main problems with our generation our age right okay Mm. well teens and like early 20s is we have such easy access to seeing people that are either more successful than us or they have this thing and this Mm. thing and this thing right um because you know i could pull up my phone right now and see somebody that has more money than me Mm -hmm. but before it wasn't really like that you know you'd have to you know who like the big guys in the town were that you know they could it wouldn't be as easy to see like their lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. what would your advice be to, you know, all of us and that, you know, cause I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm, um, you know, I'm conscious of that being a damaging thing, but what would you say to, to all of us at this age of not comparing ourselves to others? Okay. So <clears throat> the advice brain is fighting right now with the coaching brain. Cause mm-hmm. the coaching brain would ask you a question. Yeah. The coaching brain would say, well, what do you think? Uh, or, I like that. Or, well, here's a better one. Mm-hmm. How do you measure your success? So last time Dante got to answer, this time I'm going to yeah. ask you, how do you measure your success? Um, I measure my success. Like, okay, there's three things in my life I want. Okay. And it doesn't matter how much money I make as long as I have it. Okay. I want location freedom, time freedom, and some sort of financial freedom. I don't necessarily have to retire at 25 I don't have to retire at 30 because I genuinely like being busy and like to work. So if I'm still working, but I can be anywhere, I can close my computer and go wherever and, you know, be able to afford that. That's all I want. So that's my version of success. And uh, there's a couple of things I want to do for my parents, like financially. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. So 
Do you measure yourself based on where you were yesterday? Meaning? Meaning as long as you're getting better. Yeah. No, I guess I don't. So when I do... So one of the groups of people I work with are doctors who need to pass their board exams. Mm -hmm. Just sort of fell into that because of what I used to work at the College of Medicine. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I ask them to do is to collect some data. So... What usually happens when they fail a board exam is that they let life um, make their decisions instead of the fact that they were supposed to be studying. And then if you, oh, fit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, but I just had a baby and she and I have to take her to here and I have to do this. And I don't want to ask my husband to watch the baby while I study because he has to work. And it's like, yeah, but if you don't pass your exam, you don't get to be a doctor anymore. So excuses. So like, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's the how do I... Um, prioritize. So what I ask them to do is track how often they study, where they study, how they, you know, even like what you were wearing, were you studying at the coffee house? Were you studying in the morning or at night? Were you studying at work or at home? And they always say to me, oh my gosh, I thought I was studying way more than I was. Mm -hmm. I go to work and I think I'm going to study, but I open my work email and then I'm working. Or I thought I studied at the coffee house, but I end up visiting with my friends because I haven't seen anybody in a long time. So what I encourage people, what I would encourage people to do is start to keep some data. Mm -hmm. And so am I, do I have more free time than I did last year? So the day, you know, like use yourself as your experiment, right? Oh, I right? see where you're going. Yeah. Am I, am I um, happier? I don't remember what your things were. Free time? Financial time and location. Location. Yeah. Um, do I like where I'm living now? Is my apartment, is this apartment better than the last one? Mm -hmm. Is, do I feel like I have the freedom during the day that I want to have? Do I have more freedom than I had two years ago? What is getting in the way of my freedom? And is that something I could be saying no to? Is that a thing that's helping me meet one of my three goals? Because the thing that is the most powerful thing to learn is what you have control over and what you don't have control over. And so we have control over, I look at this person's Facebook or Instagram and I have control over my reaction to it. So my brain gives me a thought right away. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I can choose to believe that thought. And internalize it. And internalize it or not believe that thought. Yeah. I can, my brain could say, oh my gosh, he's so successful and I'm so stupid. Right. Mm -hmm. And then if your brain's going, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid, I'm stupid. That's getting you nowhere. Mm -hmm. So you have control over, once my brain gives me that sentence, do I want to believe it or do I want to say back to it? I'm not stupid. Here's my proof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I made a podcast out of nothing. Yeah. And here's my data. You know, you kind of just made me think about, <laughs> you kind of just made me think about it a little different because, um, and what I meant by location freedom was like, be able to be anywhere in the world, you know? So I coach on the phone. Yeah. I could be in Spain right now. Yeah. You could. Except that I couldn't be here with you, but you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. We want you here. But like, you just made me think about it a little bit differently. Cause you said, do I measure my success on yesterday? Right. Well, now, and he knows this, I'm on like a leave of absence from my job. Okay. And I hope that they don't watch this part, but I'm probably not going back. So there's my time. <laughs> so I'm going to be like a full-time entrepreneur here pretty soon in like like 30 days. Um, 
I can go wherever I want, really, obviously after that. And, uh, well, financial freedom is not there yet. But, you know, I see what you mean, though. Like, last year, I all my time, like, half my time was in my job. And, uh, you know, another part of my time was, like, getting mentored at the beginning of, like, my real estate. So I'd have to be at certain places all the time. But now I can choose. I didn't even think about it like that. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. And for clarity, you're not on leave from your real estate job. You're still a realtor. Yes. Okay. Still a realtor, yeah. I was talking about my... I know. Yeah, I just agent. wanted the people who oh, watch this and hire yeah. you to realize you're still a real... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I want to go back. Actually, you asked him, does he measure his like success by like the day? Uh-huh. I would... It's I, it's funny because you, you say let me think about it. I measure mine by like the pressure I feel mentally. Oh, cool. So like um, I feel like if the anxiety is low, I'm not doing enough. Hmm. And okay. as crazy as crazy as that might as crazy as that might sound is it's because it's when my anxiety has been the highest that I perform the best and I need to perform the best and uh, so I really I don't like not having that 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 like urgency yes because then I feel like nothing's happening so mm. I I try to make it I try to create this pressure yes as often as much as I can. Or whether it is a goal I have to create or something that, you know, it's already predetermined that must be done. So it's like a huge focus for me to maintain that. You said so many things in there that I want to point out. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. First, we can create for ourselves artificial urgency, right? Like by making up a deadline. I have to have this done by mm, a certain time. Yeah. By telling a friend or by setting an appointment. So I have an appointment with a, an attorney coming up. To create a will, mm-hmm. not something I want to do, but yeah. I should do and mm-hmm. should have done before my age. And there's a lot of things I should do before that. So mm-hmm. I created an artificial deadline. I don't have to have them done. She doesn't care if I have them done or not. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have that appointment. But I created my own urgency. The other thing you said is you have to have anxiety. So there <laughs> is a lot of research around anxiety. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a demonstration that... Only the people who are watching can see. But yeah. there's a level of anxiety about, you know, about a 45 degree angle that I have a test coming up. I'm preparing for a podcast. I'm doing whatever that really motivates us. Mm. If it flips past some point, right, some point in an arc, that anxiety is no longer productive for us. It's just stress. It's just stress. At that point. So have you ever had a point? I mean, you may be just so mellow. This, this isn't you, Dante. <laughs> but have you ever had a point where the stress was so overwhelming or the anxiety was so overwhelming that you couldn't do anything? Mm. Yes. Yes? I just, I mean, I just had, uh, I can't talk about it too much. I just had a real estate transaction that almost crippled me with the stress. Like it was, it was a very tough transaction. Lots of moving parts to even get it to the point where it finished. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it was like, I'm like him, like, I feel like if I'm not doing enough and, you know, or I'm sorry, if I'm not stressed enough or have anxiety, that means I'm not doing enough, right? But it was like way past the point where I could even handle it. Like, I was getting like heartburn, Mm -hmm. like, I not sleeping. It was like just affecting everything, yeah. Uh huh. So, I heard from you. It's a sentence I use a lot. I heard from you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I heard from you the anxiety or there's some kind of like 
internal energy, mm-hmm. which is sounds better than anxiety, right? When I have some kind of inner internal energy or something that has created an urgency in me, I'm more likely to do a thing. And then I heard from you an example of, but it can be too much. So when it gets too much, the thing I teach people is to pay attention to the parts they can control mm-hmm. and to let go of the parts they can't control or figure out what in the part you can't control that you still can control. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't control if this guy's rich, but I can control my reaction to it. Yeah. So it's kind of what I do. That's a good... <laughs> She's doing work on us right now, <laughs> helping us solve our problems. Well, um, what I was going to ask you was, is there any book that... like? Uh, that has made a lasting impact on you or maybe a book that you recommend to clients frequently? So you think I read. Oh. She does say she watches a lot of... Um... <laughs> yeah, a lot of so I'm going to go back to I taught math. Um, I'm a really slow, mm-hmm. deliberate reader. So now that you can, you know, listen to books, yeah. that's, a, that's like, yeah. wow. That's how I cheated. <laughs> Mm. Uh, that's how you learned that's (laughs) how you learned to get that so i don't read a ton Mm -hmm. i would say a book that and this is a personal book a book that made a big impact on me was a book called being mortal i'm a very different age from you and my parents are older and it, it was a book about death and dying and how to help people through that process um it was very good for me um I read a book, Essentialism, that was really about what if you didn't do half the things you're doing? Like, sometimes at work, would they even notice? Yeah, if you just stopped doing certain things. If there are certain things that, you know, there's a town, I think it was Denver, that one of the leaders in the town asked for the government workers to tell him things they'd love to quit doing. And there's a lady who said something like, okay, I don't read much and I don't remember the details. So this could be Denver. It could be Sacramento, but I think mm-hmm. it was Denver. And the woman said, I do this report every year, every week. It's a mandatory report. I do it. It takes a while. I put it in my drawer and no one has ever asked me for it. Why do I do it? And the guy's like, I don't know. Let's mm-hmm. stop doing it. Yeah. And so what in your life is like that? And the essentialism book was kind of about that. Like, what in your life are you doing? That you don't even need, that's not even causing, that's like the 80-20 principle. Totally. Yeah, where it's like, uh, what is it, how, or you yield 80% of results from only doing 20%. Isn't that how it is? So I think it started with Mm. 20% of your clients give you 80% of your work. There it is, yeah. I only wear 20% of my wardrobe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's that's a little wardrobe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I have all these things in my closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you I, only put on your favorite things. You put on your favorite things. I, yeah. I'm, and I'm, the other things are I there. That much. <laughs> like, I, I have to wear everything. <laughs> he said, "I only have twenty yeah, like, percent." Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's already he's already in the only mm. the essential stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I have I, I have stuff that I've worn. You know that I've owned for. The older you get the bigger the wardrobe gets. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. I have definitely started entering, in, yeah, entering my own kind of fashion phase <laughs> that I'm kind of stuck in. Like, I'm not out of it. Like, I'm, I'm you know, you try to, like, uh, in my own mental rebranding, mm-hmm. 
I was like, what do what do I want to look like? You know, and then, and then I started buying what I would imagined I would, I, you know, how I wanted to present myself. I love that question. <laughs> I love that question for yourself, Dante. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I want to look like? How yeah. do I want to present myself? He said mental rebranding too. That was a good way to put it. <laughs> it's, 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 I know what you mean though, because yeah. I've had a phase like that where I'm like, I need mm-hmm. to rebrand my entire life right now. I'm just not happy with like everything. Yeah, I mean, but it it took something. It's like a drastic thing to happen for me to want to even start all these uh-huh. improvement processes. So has it been hard to make choices? In in terms of like uh, the, the decisions I'm making to kind of that I feel like are better for me. Uh-huh. Um, I would say no, because I naturally know, you know, what better is. Um, it, I would, it's It's harder to... It's harder for me to look back at what I was before I started than it is to change what I was to what I am. So if you compared yourself mm-hmm. to not your yesterday, but okay. to your before, yeah, you could see the serious improvement. Um, it would take me a minute, despite them being so uh, present. Like I can open my eyes and I know it's different. But I still deny that it's like a little bit inside of myself that, that that it's changed that it's it's not there anymore because I, I I still miss parts of that that other person that you know I had to kind of change and evolve from. Okay. Most of us with change, there's a grief and a loss. Mm-hmm. It's a that seems okay, right? You know, I grieve the loss of my old self because mm-hmm. there's part of it that was. Fun or good? Yeah. Yeah. I used to be uh, a little more... I, I'm pretty serious now, which is funny. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably one of the more serious people in every You'll room. You'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used, to, uh, I used to laugh at everything all the time. And uh, eventually, I don't know why, I felt like it had to go. But it, I, I just felt like this is enough of that. And eventually, I just got rid of it completely. So I just, start, I just stopped laughing as much. And yes... <laughs> So I take everything serious. It's kind of sad yeah. in a way. Uh, I just, I just, yeah, right, Abby. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just broke my heart there for a second. Uh, to me, I don't know, but yeah. yeah. So do you? Can you imagine in part of your rebranding mm-hmm. that you will integrate the happy, laughing part of you back in? Uh, it is. I think. I think. I don't think I can accept it. That's a big story and probably not for the for the whole world to hear. <laughs> yeah. but I was thinking when I first got here, you guys both have incredible smiles. And oh, I watched you. several mm. of your podcasts. Oh, and I Angela. did not see that. Mm. Yeah. So you're saying, what are you saying? I'm saying smile more, buddies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know. I, I don't want to speak for you. I'm just like. No, you got it. <laughs> well, I guess well, I'll speak for me right now. I have just been so too much on my mind, and I don't have like this filtration system to like get it out because you know, um, starting my career that's like takes up a lot of my mind, and then a lot of the times I'm a little too, I guess, over compassionate. Like, I'll be like, Oh, like the last three weeks I've been really grinding on my business, but I haven't seen my mom. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen my dad. I haven't, you know, probably spent enough time with my girlfriend or like this. And then I'm like, oh, well, now I'm stressed about that. And then I'll go pay attention to that area of life. Oh, I didn't work on my business. So it's like I and then, you know, I'm, I'm starting this, uh-huh. you know, the podcast. And I want to put some time into this and things like that. <laughs> so it's like um, I'm just <laughs> we should smile more, but I'm just consistently like just processing the next, I guess, uh, move for me to make. And it's a little bit too much. So then I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you think that the feeling you're having is I'm, I have too much going on and I'm overwhelmed? Or is the feeling I'm kind of sad because I'm not doing those other things? I mm-hmm. need a little this, more clarity. This reminds me of a phone call we had a long time ago. You and I? Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he called me. Um, but <laughs> what was the phone call? Um, it, well, so as long as it's not putting me out on no, the last no. go ahead. <laughs> it was like um, we were. This is when we were starting the podcast, and Anthony had a lot. He had a lot already in his real estate world that he uh-huh. was starting out doing, and then you know opening up to this like. Also, he, was, he wasn't he was on his paid leave yet, so he was also working at Amazon. Yeah, had yeah. like four jobs. So eventually, you know, he crashes, and the podcast was like the last thing that mm-hmm. kind of caused it. And he calls me, he goes, he's like, hey, man, look, I'm stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and uh, I was just, because uh, it, it's, it's, the conversation we ended up having was like, all right, relax. It's, you know, and then we, the, as we, I talked him out of it, and it was like, all right, I got this, you got that. We kind of broke it down into because he's one. Dante is pretty much one. I've only seen him uh, like really upset the one time at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he's like this, and I'm kind of like this, and I think that's why we work well together because I'm like this. You know, I'm a little bit more hard on my sleeve, and he's like more baseline. The same. This you bring you, the energy, and he brings the stability. Yeah, I guess so. But we both kind of are a little bit energetic. You're just not seeing <laughs> seeing a little bit of our energy okay. side. Okay. Yeah. But what? So you asked me something, but I forgot what it. You said, "Do I?" You talked oh, about yeah. not. You described something that could be sadness, that could be a sense of overwhelmingness, it could be anxiety. I just was trying to get a better handle on yeah, what no, that it's, was. It's kind of just like. I am someone who like acts like I can be in nine places at once. Right. You know, so but you can't. yeah, but I can't. So I'm like, feel like I'm letting people down when it doesn't even have to be like that. Like it, it should just be like, man, just accept it. Like you, you can't do everything every single week. Mm-hmm. So just accept that sometimes you're not going to be like a superhero or a superhuman mm-hmm. and just make everybody happy, mm-hmm. make yourself happy. And, uh, and you know, sometimes you don't have to just like, like sometimes it's like, who cares? Like, I don't have that bone in my body. It's like, I have to care, but I wish I could just be like, so. Okay. So I got two stories I want to tell you. Yeah, go ahead. So, uh, a client I worked with today talked about batching and shelving. And so (laughs) he, he used those terms. Mm -hmm. And the idea is sometimes I'm focusing on my podcast and I have to put work a little bit on the shelf. So I still do my work, mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not going above and beyond. You're not pouring everything into not it? Not pouring everything into it. Sometimes I'm working on my real estate, and I'm not pouring everything into my other job. Sometimes I'm working on my family or my relationships, and I'm shelving work. 
Again, not that you're not doing it, but that you don't have the anxiety and stuff that, or the energy around it that Dante was talking mm. about earlier. You don't have any artificial deadlines that you've set up for yourself yeah. in those, because I want to focus on here. And that's the only way we can do the millions of things we do. Well, that's a good way to think about it. But another thing. So I'm putting my hand together like it's a bowl. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do that. I'm just oh. describing that in case people are just listening. I feel like we've got a container that holds our our anxiety. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, something like you said, the podcast flipped him out. Mm-hmm. Something sends the anxiety over the top, right? So we need ways to let some out. Mm-hmm. Weightlifting. Mm-hmm. You mentioned weightlifting, which is why I thought you'd be a five on physical. But <laughs> what do you guys do that helps let some of that out? I work out and meditate. You work out and meditate? Yeah. Anything else you do that feels like this relieves, this this helps me feel better? Apparently call Dante when you're overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, That's I guess. Good idea. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think maybe go... Go for a walk or something simple like that. Or when I get really bad, I'll tell you this. It's kind of funny. I used to journal all the time, mm-hmm. but now I haven't for a while. But when I get really bad, I'm like, all right, let me grab that journal. And it happens like every once in maybe six months. I got, I just got to get something out there. You know? Knowing those things that you do that can be preventive and that you can turn to when you're having a moment are important to plan for ahead of time. It's kind of like when we were kids and we did a fire drill. Mm. That wasn't because there's going to be a fire tomorrow. It's so that if when there is one, you already got some things set up. So you've got a good friend. You've got some friendships and some relationships. If you don't have relationships, you can still journal. You can still go for a walk. Being outside is huge. Moving yeah. your body is huge. Working out. I heard his. Do you have anything else? Do you have things that you do that help uh, you get rid of some of that when you're feeling overwhelmed? There's honestly only one thing that I, I go to when I'm at a, uh, when I feel like it's a lot going on. And it's just music. Music's great. That's my go-to whenever I'm overwhelmed or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Put headphones on. Uh, it takes me a minute to find a song, but because <laughs> I, I... You need to find the right song? Because I'm looking for exactly some, yeah. something very specific. Yeah, a certain sound, whether it has words or you know whatever it is. Uh, once I find it, I just have that going, and I just come down from where, wherever the high was that I was at. And, yeah. So when I meet work with people, that's one of the first questions I ask them: What do you do? And I write it down, and then three weeks later, when they're telling me something, I say, "Let's remember those things you do." Because mm-hmm. um, again, usually when people call me, they're trying to next level something which causes some stress stress yeah or they already have the stress and they're calling because they're like I they want to remove it i yeah. don't know what's going on i have to i have to ask you a question so when your clients come to you what have been the top three kind of common problems or issues or anything that you've solved okay. what's something that happens free three things that like happen frequently or one whatever you can come up with so Aside from doctors who need to pass tests, most of my clients I would describe as young emerging professionals. And so they are in the middle of starting families. Do they want this promotion or not? I commute too much to work. I 
you know, whatever it is, too many things. Yeah. <laughs> too many things. And so they're calling because they're either trying to figure out which path do I take, you know, with this sort of panic, or they're just so overwhelmed and in this state of anxiety. So the biggest thing I think that people can learn is I have a set of things I already do that reduce that stress. And oops, I haven't been to the gym in six months. Why not? Yeah. You know, I haven't gone for a walk and I haven't talked to my family. I haven't seen my girlfriend. I haven't like, why did I put a pause on all those things Mm -hmm. that make me feel better? And it's just sort of data collection, right? It's like, well, when was the last time you did that? So Mm -hmm. one thing is sort of teaching them the things they do that they already know how to do that helps reduce that anxiety get some pour some stuff out of the bowl before the bowl overflows so i teach people to remember that i teach people to think about what they can and can't control so i can't control that this dude on instagram yeah. is rich i can control my reaction to that and how i choose to mm-hmm. measure my own success um and i think the other thing i teach people to do is to be deliberate so Life can happen to us. Yeah. <laughs> or we can take charge of our life. Yeah. And when you're in charge of your life, it just feels so much better. It does. Than when it feels like it's just happening to you. So you can have a job that to other people might seem not so great. But you can decide by deliberate choice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look for the three things that work today that I can really impact. I'm going to do my best work today. I'm going to decide that even though my job stinks, I am going to try to meet three new people at work today. I'm going to try to look at what my skills are at this job that I can transfer to my next job. What's something here I'd like to learn better? So even when life is not as good as you would like it to be, Mm -hmm. there's a way you can flip it. Mm -hmm. So again, as a coach, I don't say, here's what you should do. I say... What do you think you would like to do? Yeah. And everybody's got the answers. Mm-hmm. You just help, we help get it out of us. Yeah, yeah I was going to just, just uh, I have a question after this, but uh, you made us do the one through five, like, what are you good at? What are you bad at? <laughs> uh, list. Um, the, the, what, what started to occur to me actually is that my five used to be my one. Ah. And um, and then I, then I thought about it a little deeper and I was like, so did my three and my Full, you know all the, and uh it's like a cycle kind of because i've come i, I what i've come to realize what this list is we work as hard as we can to make our one the next big thing and like everything else kind of like you like you feel like you're good on it so it kind of like falls down oh naturally batching and shelving yeah <laughs> yeah. Batching and and I just, shelving, yeah, yeah i just noticed that um but going, going on to the question um you've been so like successful in like different areas with the teacher, the tutor, uh-huh. and you know PhD, you know, <laughs> um, uh, and you and from what it sounds like, you you still are pretty ambitious. Okay. Like you like there's more. You're, you're, <laughs> like like you're not you're still asking questions in terms of like what what else. I would say I'm still growing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how, like, do you feel like? Like there's some type of motivation behind that. Is there like a, a internal kind of challenge, like you to yourself? Hmm. 
I, I, I don't want to be bored. Mm-hmm. I get bored with myself, you know? So, um, sounds like an addiction. <laughs> that's usually when, uh, it's funny cause that's when people who are addicted to something go to it the most is when there's nothing happening. So yeah, that <laughs> she's like, yeah, interesting word, but, um, <laughs> I like to learn. I am easily irritated. Mm -hmm. And so if something feels like, wow, this should be done differently, Mm -hmm. I just want to change it. And what I learned sometimes the hard way is that doesn't mean I can change other people. Mm -hmm. The only person I have any control over changing is me. So if there's a situation I don't like, what can I do? that makes the situation different. I can stay in the situation. I can change my thoughts about the situation. Mm-hmm. I could maybe behave a little differently in the situation or I could leave the situation, right? So um, I think that the reason I sound ambitious is just because I don't like being in places that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So how do I make it better? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to the mayor because I know that you saw the mayor <laughs> and he talked about attitude and gratitude. Yeah. I really wish I were better at gratitude, but I think I'm pretty good at attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, not only like I got attitude, <laughs> but like language is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's very different to say, um, I gave myself a one on hobbies cause I don't have any. And it's, Rather than saying, I would like to have more hobbies. I see what you're saying. The connotation like behind it, yeah. Yeah. So when I hear myself saying, and I actually do this in emails a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I would like to. Mm-hmm. So thinking about the solution, not just the problem. Mm-hmm. So if I can frame things that way, that's just, I'm trying to train my mind to do that. Because that's what I'm trying to train my clients to do. So might as well be trying to train myself to do it too. I, I switched my ifs to when. So like, uh, for example, like if I'm talking about this house that I'm selling, it's not if it closes, it's when it closes. Or if I'm talking about this different goal I have, it's not if it happens, it's when it happens. And that little s- slight switch like really made a difference. Like even um, Mar- in March of 2021, I told myself the very next year in March, I was going to buy a house, right? And then as the year went on, I was starting to say if, if, if. But then I, you know, every time would quickly switch that and say when, 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 when. And it actually happened like the exact to the day that I wanted it to happen. So, but yeah. Isn't that crazy? How yeah, it's crazy that how it be? works. Yeah. But I was going to ask you. So I think about this quite often. We have, you know, a self-improvement kind of esque podcast, right? So you've done a lot of different things like teaching and you've done, you know, the um, counseling and life coach and things like that. Are you familiar with like imposter syndrome? Absolutely. So do you, so like, obviously you can't be a hundred percent perfect all the time, right? With different things you want to do. So how do you deal with like the fact that, cause I can't stay a hundred percent you know, on everything I want to do all the time. So how do you deal with, with that feeling of like, oh, you know, today I didn't do this, this and this, but now I'm telling people, you know, like that, uh, to do certain things that maybe you missed the day before because of whatever reason. 
So how do you deal with that feeling, like feeling you're not worthy to like share information, even though you are? Okay, so a couple things in there. Whether we know what imposter syndrome is by name or not, we all experience it. And we we experience it the most when we're leveling up. Right when we're doing the next yes, thing. Yes, yeah. It's like, who, who am I to be selling a house? Yeah, exactly. I'm just a, I'm just a kid. Yeah, why that's exactly selling, what I think. Why am I selling houses? Um, <clears throat> and then you do it for a while, and then you become experienced, and now you're the veteran who's who has sold X number of houses. So we all experience it in all kinds of different environments, That's that self-doubt. Often that self-doubt for me, I'm going to say, is my mean girl. I got this mean girl in my head who says every once in a while, you're too stupid to do this, you mm-hmm. you know. Or I said this really stupid thing. I'm going to go home today and go, what stupid thing did I say on that podcast? And, and have. <laughs> so the work I have to do is forgive myself. It's all going to be okay. Um, decide that what I was was genuine. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do I look at what I did right? I was genuine. I came here as an, you know, because I wanted to get to know Anthony better and Dante's Mm -hmm. a bonus. (laughs) Um, And so if I can remind myself of the gratitude and the attitude, Mm -hmm. then I um, do better. I also think that, and I think this might've been the question you were asking, is I don't have to be perfect to be a life coach, mm-hmm. partly because nobody is, also because I don't generally give a lot of advice. Mm-hmm. I ask, I help the person find their own solutions. So that's coming from within. That's not my expertise. That's coming from within. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people connect to. I screwed this up. Yeah. You know, it, the if I'm genuine. People can connect to that. So if I write a post, I wrote a post about um, one day my mom did something that was kind of mean. Mm -hmm. And I could absorb it as she's angry at me. Or I could think, what's going on that she's having this a negative feeling? Mm -hmm. And so I asked, you know, how much did you sleep? Have you eaten lunch today? You know, and I could ask all these questions that were about how how do we create a solution for this? Or I could say, you know, she's been snotty to me today. She yelled at me, yeah. and I'm leaving. And I wrote that post, and a friend of mine said, are you really like that? And so the next post I wrote was, yeah. I yelled at my mom today. Because I did. And I've done both things. And I think people responded to both things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. The perfect yeah. thing, the I did this right, mm-hmm. most people were like, really? How do you... How, like, yeah, okay. Like yeah. that kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was like, I yelled at my mom today, everyone was like, it's okay. I'm sure she forgives you. We've all done that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, haven't we? It's interesting. Is like uh, the usual response would be yelling. A lot of people, you know, like you said, reached out saying like, it's okay. But then mm-hmm. it's like for the positive thing, it's like almost people couldn't believe you. Right. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. And it's, this is what I'm trying to learn how to do. And on my good days, I can do that really well with my mom. Mm-hmm. And if I'm in a hurry or if I'm feeling bad, then that is more wounding. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's like, oh, I came here to help you. And what you've decided to do is talk to me like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're trying to help. <laughs> yeah. So 
we all have our good days and our bad days. So yeah. I think the the people can um, relate to the genuineness. I'm real. I like that. It's nice. I yell at my mom all the time. <laughs> Daily. You, you, you yell at your mom? Is that what you said? All the time. Screaming. Non-stop. Like, no, uh, I'm just kidding. She thinks she's an adult. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best thing about your mom? Uh, the best thing about my mom? Uh, she's relentless. For sure. I would, I would definitely say that's the best thing. The best thing about your mom is that she's relentless? Yeah. How has that helped you? Uh, it, 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 I mean, seeing her be so nonstop uh, inspires me to be nonstop and keep going. So she's taught you a level of persistence and relentlessness. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, it just rubbed off for me. Uh, it's what, it's what, it's a, I would say it's one of the things I noticed as I got older. It wasn't you like still a, yell at her. Oh, 100%. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, but yeah, definitely, um. I couldn't, I couldn't recognize what it was, to, you know, because why is she always tired, you know, and, and things like that. And then you realize why mm-hmm. it's because she's been grinding and doing all these things for so long mm-hmm. that, um, you know, not, you know, when she gets home, she needs that rest and that time and to gather herself. And, and I think over time, me asking those questions is how I found the answer to the question and discovered like, you know, what, you know, what her work was and why was it so hard for her and through, through the curiosity of like, why are you exhausted? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to have energy. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're winding down here. So I wanted to give you the opportunity. If you have anything you want to share, like about your business or anything like that, or how people can reach you. Um... So the name of my business is Potentialocity. Mm-hmm. I have a website, um, Potentialocity.com. My... Uh, you reached out to me through LinkedIn, so yeah. that's certainly a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah, because I see, okay. I see uh, when like when I go on there, I always see your post on there. So yeah. So one of the things I try to do on LinkedIn is be of service. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm writing a post, but a lot of times it is somebody shares. I started this new business. I'm starting this podcast, mm-hmm. and the thing I can do to help friends is to let other friends know that that exists Mm -hmm. right so every client i have came as a referral so they're always friends of somebody or Mm -hmm. somebody told me about you or so if but i have learned if 90 percent of the people don't know what you're doing they can't refer to you Mm -hmm. so if you don't say at the beginning of the podcast what you guys do yeah um or even who you are uh, so um anyway they can reach out to me through LinkedIn. My mm-hmm. name is Angela Schmidt on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can reach out to me through my website as well. I'll, we'll have to work on our elevator pitch. We kind of passed it together. Angela, so... You, you looked at me crazy. You're like, Anthony. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let, let's, uh, let's, let's address this. So uh, Angela, she's, you know, figured out how to get here. And she says, hey, guys, by the way, she's like, you guys never introduce yourselves on yeah. the podcast. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, not really like introduce per se, like our names, because we've done that. But she Mm. means like our elevator pitch, like, who are we? You know? And then we were like, dang, like we haven't. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate you for that, though. Thank you. And it can be anything. Like I could say, um, I could say I'm a life coach, but my whole identity isn't that. Mm -hmm. I could say I'm the third daughter of four. 
born to Howard and Ginny Schmidt because that is a big part of my identity. Mm-hmm. I could say I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm an active member of the Rockford community, um, and I I love the fact that you had the mayor on here because I think he's doing he and the community generally are doing yeah. the work. So there's depending on what you want your identity to be, there's lots of parts of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we weren't hearing how they all, you know, a little a little something. Yeah. Well, how, how in the beginning. Good. Hi, I'm Dante. Yeah. And this is what I do. Mm-hmm. A little some extra. Okay. Well, we we appreciate you having uh, <laughs> Thank you, you joining us our show. Thank you. Um, you know, we hope to have you back someday. That'd yeah, be awesome. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok for latest podcast clips and podcast updates. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can go visit Angela's website, potentialocity.com, or her LinkedIn at Angela Schmidt. Uh, and subscribe to the YouTube channel and Born Broke. Oh, wait. Is it Spotify? Spotify. Oh, Where yes. And listen to us on Spotify. <laughs> and now yeah. Born Broke. Born Broke. <laughs>